0: Oldex. Codex Tyranids, 4th edition. Forgotten Fleets. Written by Phil Kelly and Andy Chambers, with additional text by Andy Hoare and Graham McNeil, Pages 24 and 25. Narrated by R.J. Bailey. With great thanks to Alistair for donating this copy of Codex Tyranids. Many of the major biologists that claim to be experts in the nature of the Tyranid threat believe that the Tyranids of Behemoth were not the first to enter our galaxy, merely the first to emerge in any real number. Archaeological evidence indicates at least potential Tyranid contacts long before the 41st millennium. Whether these were proto-high fleets, a long-range scouting force, or even creatures fleeing ahead of the Tyranid fleets, remains in the realms of speculation. But certain imperial records have caused great controversy amongst those who claim to understand the Tyranid presence in our galaxy. Many senior members of the Ordo Xenos, including Inquisitor Cripman, believe these to be traces of scouting organisms, and that were such instances of preliminary infestation rooted out and exterminated at the earliest opportunity, the tyrannid threat may well have been avoided altogether. THE SPOOR OF THE ALIEN. Some organisms found on worlds deep in the heart of the Imperium have attained an almost legendary reputation, not only for their ferocity, but also their lack of traceable ancestry within their ecosystem. The xeno-organism known as the Catachan devil, a gigantic centipedal predator that haunts the death world of Catachan, bears many similarities to the earliest forms of ripper encountered by the Imperium, and even to the Ravener subtype of Tyranid warrior. This creature can often reach the size of a land-train, and has such a fearsome reputation that the indigenous warriors of Katachan have taken its name to refer to their most able warriors. Those same xenobiologists who believe that verdant death worlds are simply planets which have undergone the first stage of tyrannid infestation before their seeding fleet was driven off, maintain that creatures such as the Katachan devil are the descendants of vanguard organisms that, divorced from their hive fleet, have evolved into non-standard Tyranids to better survive whilst orphaned from their parent fleet. Other examples include the brain Brainleaf, a descendant of the Tyranid Cortex-Leech, and the Kraken, a mighty undersea predator that patrols the icy depths of the death world of Fenris. Tiamat, M35 Tiamat was the name given to a large double-binary system on the eastern fringe in M-35 by an explorator fleet hailing from the triplex fall. Tiamat was remarkable in that it contained no less than seven large life-sustaining worlds and a host of lesser planetoids. Explorators discovered, to their cost, that every biosphere in the system was a death world of the most voracious kind whether the prevailing climate was jungle, ice, or desert, or even airless rocks, a host of dangerous life-forms swarmed, multiplied, and warred on each other with an uncanny intelligence which united them against man's intrusion with deadly results. Xenologists eventually determined that the life all over the system shared common ancestry and had developed various ways to get from world to world to cede new territory. Realising their own craft would be contaminated from entering the system by now, the explorators quarantined themselves in Tiamat. They were to survive and report for another hundred and sixty-two hours before succumbing to the lethal denizens of that fecund realm." Tiamat was systematically fusion-bombed on several occasions, but life was never extinguished there. It now lies within the area swept over by High Fleet Kraken, and as such its fate is unknown. Most theories about Tiamat place it as an implant probe, believing that some kind of tyranid seed, possibly molecular-coded DNA, is responsible. By some means, perhaps cosmic debris or solar winds, the Tyranid seed was introduced to the system and spread of its own accord to form its own rudimentary hive mind and predator ecosystem. It is now believed the gene-stealer was introduced to the moons of M'Gal from Tiamat, carried inside the hulls of the vessels that had been sent to destroy them. Ouroboros, M36 in M36, the then Cardinal of Thracian Primaris, Meria Mulussis the Elder, recorded a history of the Legion of Ouroboros that plagued the Helican sector at an earlier age. The Legion was described as being of winged entities aflame with infernal ague that descended from the heavens and ravaged the countryside, stripping it of life. Though easily mistaken for a chaos incursion at first glance, the deeper reading reveals details of attacks by monsters vomited from the bellies of great beasts which clouded the stars with their numbers. An analysis of the warlord titan Mechanica Cranus, a cited veteran of the Ouroboros Wars, reveals distinctive bioplasma scarring and pyroacid burns consistent with tyranid weapons. It is believed the space wolves also have trophies of tyranid-like bioforms, dating from this epoch, including the so-called Kraken's Egg. The cardinal attributes the Emperor himself with leading a crusade that caused the beasts of Ouroboros to fall upon themselves, culminating in a mighty twelve-day battle over a warp rift dangerously close to the Eye of Terror. However, auger-dating techniques place Cranus's battle damage as occurring post-heresy, making the Emperor's embodied presence extremely unlikely. It is theorized that some Tyranids were drawn ahead of the other fleets by treacherous warp currents and deposited at the Eye of Terror. This could explain the presence of Tyranid splinter fleets in segmentums other than Tempestus. Such creatures must have undergone extreme temporal distortion, mutation, and cannibalism en route. The postulation that they deliberately navigated warp rifts for this purpose is currently given no credence colossus m38 several large nomadic fleets of curious conch-like spacecraft apparently grown from stone were sighted through the segmentum tempestus and ultima late in the 38th millennium bearing many similarities to hive fleets the centeroid creatures aboard them were known to communicate, albeit telepathically, with other races, unlike any other tyranid organism before or since. The denizens of Colossus claimed to be slaves escaping their oppressors, but their frequent contacts with other alien races and attempts to settle in Imperium space caused them to be declared Xenos horribilis early in the 39th millennium. The xenocidal, fifty-year Zoroastra-Attila wars followed as the entire race hurled itself against humanity with terrifying ferocity, revealing their true murderous nature. The last known Colossus vessel was destroyed by orbital defences above Zoroastra in 22.M39, The impact of its shattered remains rendered the Northern Hemisphere uninhabitable until late in the 41st millennium. Only now are explorator expeditions beginning to piece together the truth. We cannot live through this. Mankind cannot live through this. In a single day they have covered the surface of this planet with a flood of living blades and needle-fanged mouths. Kill one and ten take its place. If they are truly without number, then our race is doomed to a violent death before every shred of our civilization is scoured away by a force more voracious than the fires of hell themselves. Death. By the machine god, death is here. The last words of Magos Barnak You have been listening to Oldex, Codex Tyranids, 4th edition, Forgotten Fleets. Written by Phil Kelly and Andy Chambers With additional text by Andy Hoare and Graham McNeil, Pages 24 and 25 Narrated by R.J. Bailey With great thanks to Alistair for donating this copy of Codex Tyranids. Thank you to Phil Kelly, Andy Chambers, Andy Hoare and Graham McNeil for writing the fiction I grew up with. If you've enjoyed this, please leave a review where you found it, or like, share and subscribe on YouTube, depending how you're listening. This production, like all of Old X, is entirely unofficial and uncommercial, from an out-of-print publication, is a derivative work with all copyrights owned by Games Workshop, and is a celebration of the hobby and lore I grew up with. If you have suggestions for other old codex fiction for me to narrate on this podcast, You can comment, contact me on Twitter at rjbailey, or email robertjbailey at gmail.com. Links are in the show description.